Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Where, oh where, has the sunshine gone? My goodness, cloudy overcast skies in the forecast again this week. Morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Glad to be along with you. Boy, I tell you, we took a drive up towards La Crosse over the weekend, and man, oh man, high water levels, definitely a concern for a lot of communities. We've got 25 different weather alerts that are out, and most of them are relative to high water levels in a lot of our communities. Today, 30% chance of rain and 51 are expected high. Tomorrow, partly sunny, 50 degrees. Wednesday, partly sunny, 53 Thursday, cloudy skies and 60 degrees, and then more rain back in the forecast on Friday. We'll see what Stumach has to say about the measures of the rain that he expects coming in. Stick around for that. Also this morning, you know, the cattle market is red hot. And for a lot of producers that might have exited the dairy industry, maybe this cattle market could produce some opportunity for you. You've got a facility, you've got feed, and you've got the management skills to handle cattle. Equity Livestock Cooperative is partnering with some of those very farmers to feed out beef in those old dairy facilities. Talking about it this morning with Gary Williams from the Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association. You can hear the corn grow. You can smell healthy soil after a good rain. And you know when your livestock are healthy and when they're not. BioVet loves seeing healthy animals contribute to your farm's productivity and profitability as much as you do. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We work around it and we live around it every day. And we just become desensitized to what's around us. We go through safety training and you know we try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen, but you just never know. There are so many farmers that I think take for granted all of the underground utilities that are there. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. I mean, we kind of know what's out here, but all at the same time, you, you just always call. FarmSafe 811 starts with you. Whether you're installing drain tile or doing any sort of digging, always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked and have the depth confirmed. That's farming with care. But if a line does get damaged, go somewhere safe and call 911. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to FarmSafe811.org. Well, things are already starting to come together for a big event that we're going to enjoy in August. I'm talking about the Wisconsin State Fair. Jill Albanes along with us. She is, of course, in charge of some of the special areas of uh, exhibition at the Wisconsin State Fair and also our very special Century Sesquicentennial Farm Recognition. You've got the numbers, Jill. First, before we give them the numbers, give us a general sense of overall interest in these 100, 150-year stories. Was it busy? Were you surprised? Give us a little sense of tempo. Great. So, Pam, just as always, the 
all the farms come in kind of at that last month, the last week in particular. So we're at 78 100-year farms this year that we'll be honoring, and we have 30 150-year farms that we're honoring this year, and that's very consistent with the numbers we've had the past few years. So we'll have breakfast for about 500 that morning. Excellent. Now, are we seeing, as far as uh, geography, from just a glance, Jill, does it look like uh, we're we're reaching people across the state, or are there still pockets? Um, as always, it has, kind of follows the pattern of how the state was settled. So our 150-year farms are mostly in the southern half of the state, and your 100-year farms, a lot of them are in the northern part, but we have them pretty much scattered throughout every um area in the state and we're excited for this year it's going to be great we've got all sorts of we've got dairy producers we've got beef we've got vegetables i believe we have maple syrup so we've got a big range of people and what they do on their farms excellent now that's just one thing that jill's working on in preparation for the wisconsin state fair i think it's hard for people to fathom jill because the snow just left us that you've already got some judging complete explain that process so yeah we're really excited we finished a good chunk of our art judging already. So all the youth art, grades 6 through 12, has been judged uh, end of March. And so that's great because then the kids can get recognition in high school or middle school before they get out for the summer. And then that artwork stays with us and then will be displayed in the lobby of the expo during the run of the fair. Our Fantastic Art Poster, which is a professional piece where artists buy for that opportunity that one has been completed already and this year we're celebrating 10 years of that program so it was really neat this year we invited the first nine winning artists back to compete and we have an amazing uh, poster for this year's fair which has just been kind of released that one's all judged Uh, we had our beer judging first week in april that's all wrapped up and we had 158 beers for that event and we have wine judging this weekend with just over 310 bottles of wine so we've been busy (laughs) and it sounds like from the category it's kind of fun kind of busy now let's talk a little (laughs) bit about that though people do not realize that it it goes in stages for you to try to make sure Mm -hmm. that you're uh giving a lot of people a lot of different types of exhibits and opportunity you're you're kind of going to be busy from now at least through august huh yeah so what this next month, the rest of April, we'll be doing a lot of our garden cleanup and things of that nature. We just released all of our entry information for our contest. So that includes the horticulture, the vegetable show, our textile, craft, culinary contest. And we have amazing culinary contests, which feature a lot of the Wisconsin commodity groups. And some of those contests are actually held during the fair. But you need to enter by the... it's around the 24th of May, I believe, is the deadline for that. So you need to enter early. So then we send all the tickets and all your mailings for that. So it seems like we're early, but we're right on schedule for everything. And then mid-May, we'll jump into the planting at the fair, and we've ordered all our plants already. We've got over 20,000 plants ordered. So we're getting excited for those to come in and the weather to warm a little bit. Yeah. Oh, for that that's something that we all uh, can support. Now let's talk a little bit, Jill, about any changes, any new categories, anything that people should be aware of that will be a little different for the 2023 event. Uh, as far as our... 
competitive contests, the entry deadline is much earlier this year. So photography, textile, craft, culinary, all those deadlines are much earlier this year, just so we have more time to get everything organized in our office and then send out the tickets and any mailings that need to go out before the actual judging. Judging is also much earlier. We'll do all of our photo, our quilt, textile and craft before the 4th of July weekend. It's it's much earlier than normal because then, then it gives us more time to do the displays in the buildings too. Hey, how difficult is it to find judges for all of these kind of exhibits? I mean, there that's, that is some of the behind the scenes responsibilities. Sometimes people don't acknowledge how tough is it to find the judges that help you out with this Jill? So that, that's a great question. So what we do is we work a lot with some of the county fairs and people that have done exceptionally well at county fairs. We'll get recommendations from them. And then we um, have those people as our judges. And we do all our invites for judges in December of last year and January because we want to make sure we get the best judges. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, so we've been working on that. So everyone's set for this year ready. And then we keep a list of who really does a nice job, has great rapport with the exhibitors. So it works well for everyone. You know, that's another good point. You mentioned that some of the youth art exhibits have already been judged. Is there ever any opportunity for those kids to confer with a judge? I mean, some of these experiences, it is about education and getting feedback. That that must get a little challenging when you're trying to cover so many people, so many entries in such a limited time. Yeah, it depends on which department you work in. So for our young people's arts, that's not open to the public. But a lot of our judging that's in Grand Champion Hall, that's open to the public, and the judges give comments, and it's a really great educational. And it's also um, good for our vegetables, our textiles, our crafts, our quilts do a really good job explaining what they're looking for and um, ways to improve and show even better the next year. How are, num- how, how are numbers looking, Jill? I mean, you mentioned about uh, the beer, the wine. How are numbers overall looking as far as participation? I'm just kind of curious if pe- if we're back in the full groove since the pandemic. Yeah, um, we're doing great. So our art numbers are above where they were last year. Um, our beer numbers are about the same as last year. Our wine is up like 50-some bottles, I believe, over last year. So that number is really exceptional. We opened the contest for jams, jellies, and all our culinary last week, and within 15 minutes we already had 16 jam entries. (laughs) So people are anxious, and we're excited because we have a lot of really fun classes this year. They've got to go check them out. They're on our website at wistatefair.com. Look under the competitive um, exhibits, and you'll find all the classes. Have any questions? Always give us a call, and we'll help you out. Yeah, because the uh, physical presence of the fair staff, you're there 365. You guys are always working on something. Yeah, it, I mean, we're, we're excited about it. We were working on, uh, we met with our design group last week so we can work on designing our cases. Our theme for this year in Grand Champion Hall is seasoned with creativity. So there'll be a distinct summer, fall, winter, and spring sector sections of the building and it's going to be fun we're really excited about the fair i am too jill albanese along with us again she is one of the gals behind the scenes that's helping to pull together all those exhibits you enjoy coming in august at state fair park in west Dallas. 
today. And again, congratulations. We're happy to announce that for 2023, we'll be recognizing 78 properties across the state of Wisconsin that have crossed that 100-year milestone with their families and 30 properties that have uh, attained or surpassed 150 years. And that will be the Tuesday of State Fair. Stay tuned to MidwestFarmReport.com for details and for all those stories. Jill Albanes along with us from the Wisconsin State Fair. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Walk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the Wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Here's a crew perfectly comfortable using Baylor twine as a belt. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome in on a Monday morning. Trying to get yourself all lined up and uh, scheduled for the week. You're obviously going to wonder about weather. Time for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Updates. Tumak, our ag meteorologist, joining us live this morning. I uh, mentioned earlier that I had a chance to make the trip into Minnesota. Had to go see the in-laws over the weekend. And my goodness... I don't recall the last time that I saw the Mississippi River as high as it was between, you know, like La Crosse and into La Crescent. I was, uh, if I would have had the time, I would have loved to have gone a little bit farther south and seen how some of the communities right along the river are dealing with it. I see McGregor, Iowa, uh, just trying to do sandbags and protect their little community. And it's not done yet, is it, Stu? I mean, some of that snow in the north is still coming south, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, there you get up toward the head end of the Mississippi, up Brainerd, Baxter, north of there. They've still got a lot of snow on the ground and still a lot of ice on the water. Wow. So that hasn't thawed and run downstream. I said I, I think we've got something like 25, 26 alerts out weather-wise this morning, and it's all about the flooding stages. 
Right, yeah. The flood warning until further notice in La Crosse all along the Mississippi Valley. I mean, that's not going to change. And there's some advisories and the like on the Wisconsin River or just downstream from the Dells. So still a lot of water out there, a lot of water running where maybe we don't want to see it or not in a way we'd like it. But then again, it's been soaking into the soil this spring, too, out in the fields. And that's a better sign as we look towards spring, we have no doubt. There could be some additional precipitation today. We have to look at a low-pressure system a little off to our north and a weak front that tries to slip into the south. The weather radar indicating that there are just a few snow flurries uh, east of the St. Croix and the, the Mississippi into western Wisconsin and back into eastern parts of Minnesota. That's really not a big concern this morning. More so, I expect, as the day progresses, that we'll begin to talk of some rain. And that could happen in the afternoon at La Crosse and in Boston, late afternoon, evening. The further you head to the east, eastern Wisconsin, not until quite later in the evening. But a little rain, and overnight it may actually mix with just a little snow as we, we get way past midnight toward daybreak. That very light precipitation could linger in the east early tomorrow. Not going to amount to much, if anything, but that chance of a little new precipitation still lingering out there. Something I like to look at that happens after it, though, is some sunshine. And we should see a little brighter day already tomorrow. And I expect more sunshine by Wednesday. And with the help of the sun, this is the time of year those temperatures rise up pretty quickly. So we make our way back into the 50s by Wednesday, even warmer by Thursday. There will be some 60s around southern Wisconsin. Boy, that brings up the heart, tells you April really is settling in. Unfortunately, looking toward the weekend, I think we have to talk of a little rain chance trying to roll in again on toward later Friday or just to start the weekend into Saturday. Rain and somewhat cooler temperatures will return. I'll have forecast details right after this. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor lineup at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile Chunk Gill. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook at Fabulous Farm Babe, on Twitter at Fab Farm Babe, or by downloading the Midwest Farm Report app. All righty, Stu, let's talk a little bit about this forecast. I am really disappointed that we're not going to get much in the way of sun. This is just getting to be doggone depressing. Well, I'm looking forward to later tomorrow and Wednesday, I tell you that. The Compure Financial Ag Weather Update even includes a little sun today, but the clouds roll in along with that chance of a little rain. Like I've said, early afternoon in the western part of the state, late afternoon or evening in the east. Temps today in the upper 40s. Lacrosse may see a 50. Winds will become west about 5 here for a time. Overnight, that slight chance of rain could be some snowflakes around later. Mostly cloudy, mid-30s, not too bad. East winds about 5. In the east, still a slight chance of very light rain or snow tomorrow. I'd include Madison in that area tomorrow morning. Otherwise, partly sunny, oh, probably around 50 or so with the northeast winds at 5 to 10. Wednesday, how about some sunshine? Mostly sunny, 
low and mid 50s with some sunshine could be closing in on 60 on Thursday, Pam. So it does brighten up and improve, but some rain by the weekend, that's the next thing to look at. Yeah, that's uh, one day at a time, I guess, as we kind of watch and see what's going to shake with. And now volume-wise, for those folks that are on the edge of a, a waterway, are we really expecting a lot of uh, volume out of this no, rain this week? No, late today into Tuesday, not a whole lot at all. You know, a mm-hmm. couple of tenths of an inch, if we see that much. Uh, into the next part of next weekend, there uh, could be a couple tenths more. So okay. it's not going to help us dry out too quickly. All right. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compere. Hot cattle markets could present an opportunity for some of those folks that let the dairy cattle go. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Youngke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their Proudly Wisconsin Badge on dairy products. And to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. When it's time to get ready for spring, Blaine's Farm and Fleet is there to help with big savings on trusted brands like Balin. Get a 50-inch, 4-foot, 6-rail, 20-gauge utility gate for just $79.99. King Cutter 72-inch flex hitch rotary mower now $18.99.99. Rewards members pay $17.99.99. Five-quart jugs of Mobile One synthetic motor oil and assorted grades just $29.99. And pick up a 7.5-pound pail of Farnham Weight Builder Booster or an 11-pound pail of Horseshoer's Secret Horse Supplement. Now $10 off. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family, and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you, too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Sweet of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. 
Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers MSculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. MSculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. Sprucing up your office space can be pretty darn simple with Office Furniture Warehouse of Madison. We design it, we install it, and we even give you a 5% referral discount. Better yet, we take care of the old stuff for you. You deserve a new look. Impressive office furniture with warehouse pricing makes Office Furniture Warehouse America's go-to office furniture store. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. If you're watching the NBA's playoffs, are you enjoying them? Watching Nets 76ers last night, the first one to uh, tip things off. (laughs) It was a tough watch, man. It was tough. It was very scrappy. I swear to God, there was a stretch for like five minutes where it was. Listen, I know in the NBA, you can get away with a lot of travels. I'm watching the TV, and I'm looking at James Harden just walking all over the court. Joel Embiid walking all over the court. Every player just walking all over the court. It's just brutal. And then Joel Embiid throwing his leg out, trying to kick someone. He does not get ejected when he should have been. Later on in the game, James Harden goes and punches someone in the nuts. Then he does get ejected. Well, it wasn't a punch, though, Rowdy. Well, a nudge. It was like clearing space, but he nudged the guy's nutsack. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't punch him, but he I did. think he definitely did it on purpose. Yeah, and like he, got he thrown He out. definitely went to the groin area on purpose. Uh, Harden, after the game in the locker room, said it was unacceptable, flagrant too. First time I've been ejected. I'm not labeled as a dirty player, and I didn't hit him in the private area. Well, he did. Somebody is draped up on you like that defensively. That's a natural basketball reaction. Most went to school, Brad Davison. I didn't hit him hard enough for him to fall down like that. But for a flagrant two, it's unacceptable. This is playoff games. We've seen around the league, things are much worse than what the play was. Honestly, I don't think it was a foul on me. It's unacceptable. It can't happen. Okay, well, do you think it was a makeup call for Joel Embiid not getting ejected? He literally tried to, like, donkey kick yeah, someone from the ground. Can you really say it was a makeup call when they threw out Claxton <laughs> yeah. for dunking a basketball and then staring down Embiid and, like, the quickest flex I've ever seen? It's like so, that, the NBA that is so soft. Like, 
Could you imagine? Do you think uh, Embiid gets teed up if he did the exact same thing to Claxton? No. Exactly. I don't think so at all. Well, it's, it's rules for thee, but not for me when you're a superstar in the NBA. Literally, you saw Joel Embiid. He was laying. He got shoved to the ground. He's laying on there after uh, trying to get a rebound, and he literally tries to kick someone. It looked like he was going for the nutsack. He tried to, like, full out, like, donkey kick this guy. It, the game wasn't throwing out. It was a very chippy game. I, I was also, asking. if you, well, do we really have to do the what if? If Draymond Green was the one that did the kicking, he's probably thrown out. Yes. Well, he's got the history, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, Rowdy, I know you just stepped in. I was, I was asking. If you're watching the NBA playoffs outside of the Milwaukee Bucks, are you entertained? Are you enjoying it? Are you liking it? Um, every time I watch, it's you're like, what is what has happened to the NBA? I also don't know if it's well. I guess it what is a happened? fair question because it is the NBA playoffs. But I feel like the playoffs really ramp up once you get out of the first round. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like you always get like one one good series in the in the east, one good series in the west for the first round, you know, like the 4 or 5 or maybe it's a 3-6 that turns into a good series. But normally like 1v8, 2v7, those are just blowouts. Yeah. And it really gets competitive in the second round, the Eastern or Western Conference Finals. So I could understand where you're saying, eh, you know, this really isn't doing it for me yet. Well, because it, it just takes so long, right? It's 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 a one and eight. It's very rare that an eight beats a one, or just the opening rounds in general. It's <laughs> just watching yesterday, last night, the Nets 76ers, it left a sour taste in my mouth. And maybe it's because I can't stand the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, they're so unlikable. And James Harden's not labeled as a dirty player. What would you label James Harden as? I would I would a label flopper? him dirty. I not dirty by I, I don't like, like his brand of basketball. How would you label James Harden just in general if you had to label him? Because I wouldn't use dirty. No, I, I don't care for his game. It, it's it's he's a whiner. See, so you say you label him a whiner. I think I would like label him. He has like a lazy game. Yeah. Like where he can score when he wants to, but doesn't it just feel like James Harden at this point in his career? Remember when he was on the Rockets and he would score like a million points a game and the Rockets would be really good in the regular season and then they'd get to the playoffs and they would finally get to a a team in like we'll say the Western Conference Finals or the Western Conference Semifinals where James Harden couldn't win the series by himself and it's like a long drawn out series but they just couldn't quite get it done but he was the MVP If your workout includes bailing hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, from time to time, you're going to hear us talking about uh, some competitive events featuring Wisconsin agricultural goods. Most recently, one of the big ones was the U.S. Championship Cheese Contest that was held up in Green Bay earlier this year. What do those competitive events really do for that commodity? What do they do for that business. We're talking about that with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin this morning, visiting with Pam Hodgson, who is a master cheesemaker that's been involved in those competitive events. She said, believe it or not, 
They turn into sales. We're going to talk more about that in just a little bit. I'm Pam Yankee. Glad you're along with us. I wish the clouds were not with us today. It's going to be maybe a little sunshine, but we've got a 30% chance of rain today, 51. Cloudy tomorrow and 50 degrees. Partly sunny on Wednesday, 53. And more clouds again on Thursday, 60 degrees before the rain starts coming back around. Today is the 24th day of April. On this day back in 1957, the Suez Canal reopens after the Suez Crisis. There was a conflict between Egypt on one hand and France, the United Kingdom, and Israel on the other. So it started October of 1956 when Egypt announced that the canal would be nationalized. So from uh, 56 on, they struggled. Finally, in 1957, the Suez Canal reopens. Happy birthday today to some ladies you're likely going to recognize. Shirley MacLaine is 89 as of today. Barbara Streisand, she's 81. And Kelly Clarkson, the puppy of the bunch, she is 41 years young. And now you know. You know, there's a lot of facilities around Wisconsin that maybe were recently a dairy operation, but folks decided that it was too much work, uh, too much time on the clock trying to take care of dairy cattle. So the facilities are standing empty. Maybe they still have feed around, and they definitely know how to take care of livestock. With this high beef market that we're witnessing out there, have you ever thought about trying to get back into agriculture, but in a little different way? Well, the Equity Livestock Feeding Program is designed to try to give you that opportunity. I talked about it recently with Gary Williams. He's the vice president of credit for the Equity Livestock Credit Corporation. And what this livestock feeding program does is essentially allow producers to use their livestock management, their feed, their equipment, their facilities, and their labor to raise livestock. Equity Co-op buys and retains ownership of that livestock. I asked Gary Williams to tell me a little bit more about that program. The the, uh, the benefit to the producer is uh, uh, Equity Credit Corporation is in a position to provide capital to buy the animal uh, to allow the individual farmer feeder to invest his feed into the animal, use his facilities, uh, and then reap the rewards of this current strong beef market. It's been exciting right now, but it costs a lot of money to buy these feeder cattle. And uh, But there is opportunity with the price of feed and the feed on hand uh, to profit from some exceptional market prices that are available right now. Gary Williams, he's the vice president of credit with the Equity Livestock Credit Corporation. Again, the program is called the Livestock Feeding Program, where they partner with growers that have facilities, have the feed, have the knowledge to raise beef. And he says so far they've found pretty good success. We have been purchasing Holstein feeders and uh, beef feeders both, uh, putting them on different farms, in feedlots, uh, we have one producer, where, for instance, uh, he is exclusively Holsteins, uh, buying 500-pound uh, feeders, steer feeders primarily, no heifers, and uh, putting them on the feedlot, finishing them at 1,500 pounds. Uh, those are marketed direct. Uh, we have some packer contracts through our equity um, marketing department that um, are in place, uh, so we are in a position where we can market the cattle ahead of time on contract. 
Again, Gary Williams, Vice President of Credit with the Equity Livestock Credit Corporation offering this livestock feeding program. Now, it was new to me, but Gary says this program has actually been around for a while, so they know how everything works. If you're curious, you want to investigate it, go to equitycoop.com. Do you have a history of white mold or SDS in your bean fields? While you can never predict when disease will occur, using the right seed treatments can reduce your risk of yield loss when it does. Did you know adding heads up to your seed treatment package brings a proven mode of action that primes your beans so they're ready to fight off disease all season long? Ask your seed dealer to apply heads up for protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome this season. Learn more at headsupst.com. Just a quick look at markets this morning. They're pretty quiet for right now. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese was up three quarters of a cent at 155 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese was up a half at 175. Double A butter finished the week a half cent higher at 240 a pound. So far, December corn's unchanged at 548. November beans unchanged at 1285. July wheat is up four cents right now, currently at 677 a bushel. May milk is trading four cents lower, 1728. June milk closed unchanged at 1801 a hundredweight. All right, all those competitive events that we talk about, especially when it comes to cheese, do they pay off? Talking about that next with one of our master cheesemakers. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When it's time to get ready for spring, Blaine's Farm and Fleet is there to help with big savings on trusted brands like Select Shepherd Wheels, Casters, and Floor Protection, now 20% off. Save $60 on a DeWalt 6-foot 4-tier industrial shelf. It's $329.99. Keep your vehicle running clean with CleanDef Diesel Exhaust Fluid, a 2.5-gallon box, $12.49. And stock up on 5-quart jugs of Valvoline Assorted Grade Synthetic Motor Oil, just $22.99. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Liuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Liuna, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Liuna because you're worth it. Learn more at liunawisconsin.org slash join. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We work around it and we live around it every day. And we just become desensitized to what's around us. We go through safety training and, you know, we try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen, but you just never know. There are so many farmers that I think take for granted all of the underground utilities that are there. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. I mean, we kind of know what's out here, but all at the same time, you, you just always call. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Whether you're installing drain tile or doing any sort of digging, always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked and have the depth confirmed. That's farming with care. But if a line does get damaged, go somewhere safe and call 911. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 
Time again to catch up with our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And, of course, remember, all of our hardworking dairy farm families across the state contribute their money from that uh, beautiful milk for the cheese production, all the dairy products we enjoy. And remember, now we're starting to get ready for June Dairy Month. You can find some of the events that are already planned online, wisconsindairy.org. Telling the story of what Wisconsin's dairy industry has to offer is really a lot of fun. In studio with us today is Tim Moulter. He's the vice president of Dairy Company Communications for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And we're going to be joined by one of our master cheesemakers, Pam Hodgson, in a moment. So, Tim, let's talk a little bit about how you guys are uh, moving your way towards June Dairy Month. It was a busy winter for you folks. I'm not sure that... Dairy farm families or us consumers necessarily realize how much activity goes on with dairy farmers of Wisconsin through the winter months. I mean, there's shows, there's vendor activities. We just got done hosting the U.S. Cheese Championships. I mean, there's a lot going on. It was busy, and it really starts at right after Christmas with uh, fancy food. And that's kind of an industry event where all the cheesemakers, producers get together and kind of start to discover what's coming up for the for the next year in planning. So ultimately we're planning for a year out as an industry. So and then it heads right into the to the to the contest season, which we just uh, had the US Championship Cheese Contest a couple of weeks ago. We talked about uh, how Wisconsin always brings home the trophies, the ribbons, whatever's out there. Why is that so important to Wisconsin not just as a state, but to our dairy industry as a whole? It's important because it helps drive not only consumer demand, but at the, so for example, the retailer level, it really helps bring some interest from the decision makers who authorize items. So people can't buy the products unless they're authorized and on the shelf. So we take a, a bullhorn and we help announce all the awards that Wisconsin wins to help drive a lot of that authorization. And also with our food fanatics that we reach out to through Cheeselandia to help ultimately get it in people's carts. Do these folks, how does this process unfold? Give me a little bit more behind-the-curtain activity. Do you give them samples? Do they meet cheesemakers? Do they experience the contest events? Tell me a little bit more about that. A little bit of all of the above. So one of, the, one of our main effective tools that we do is we do buyer missions. So we'll bring in retailers, food service distributors from across the country, and meet with a lot of the cheese companies. And that's where they can show their wares, talk about their latest awards, and ultimately get cheese in these people's mouths so they can make some buying decisions and category reviews and get it in their stores. Now, we talk about the competitive side of things. One thing that I'm sure dairy farmers are wondering is, you know, well, what is in that, what's that got to offer me? And how is Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin using my money when it comes to contests, things like that? I mean, I'm quickly reporting the winning part of things, but behind the scenes to try to get those cheesemakers to engage in competitive events, it takes time, it takes attention away from their major focus, which is in-plant production. What does Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin do to try to help out? So we help out with some financial uh, things that we can help people with get into the contest as well as some of these other events that we do. But ultimately, a lot of the a lot of the promoting that we do with the cheesemakers and their contest winnings is driven around um, our food fanatics that are really hyper-focused on specialty cheese. And the more we can do that, they are kind of our force multipliers. They spread that news with all of their friends. And ultimately, it's driving more demand for Wisconsin cheese, which is pulling more milk from our family farms. Right. So it is a, it's not just a perceived 
a value-added proposition. It, it is a value-added proposition. Absolutely, yes. Creating those circles of consumers that talk about Wisconsin cheese. Again, Tim Moulter is in studio with us, Vice President of Dairy Company Communications. For Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, you're hardworking. Dairy farm families and their checkoff dollars at work. Research, education, and promotion. And, you know, actually the next gal that we want to welcome in is a part of at least two, if not three, of those flanges. Pam Hodgson is a master cheesemaker herself, and she is currently joining us from their location in Plymouth. She works with Sartori Cheese. Thanks for stepping in, Pam. I appreciate it. First of all, maybe let's not make assumptions that people know what a master cheesemaker is. Wisconsin's the only state in the United States that offers this program. Tell me a little bit about what commitment it took right on the outset for Pam Hodgson to be able to gain her master cheesemaker accolades. Oh, thanks for asking that. To become a master cheesemaker in Wisconsin, uh, it recognizes a long-term commitment to the art and craft of making quality cheeses. Um, here in Wisconsin, we require cheesemakers to have a license. Uh, typically, that takes two years. There are some ways to shorten that window, but typically two years. Um, once a person has been a master cheesemaker, or has, excuse me, once a person has been a licensed cheesemaker for ten years, they can apply for the master's program. And should they be accepted, that is an additional three-year apprenticeship. Um, during that time, there's coursework to be to be completed. Um, our cheeses are tested every year by experts to make sure that they represent Wisconsin well, that they are the highest quality. Um, our plant is inspected. There's a, a quality walkthrough. And then at the very end, there's a, a quite extensive written exam. Um, it's open book. You get four weeks, so everything should be great until you actually see what the exam is. Uh, my my written exam was 28 pages uh, typed. Uh, but, you know, that's okay. If someone is going to be called a master of something, they really should be able to demonstrate mastery. So it's it's good that it's, it's rigorous, and I'm glad for the experience. Excellent. Pam Hodgson along with us again. She's a master cheesemaker with Sartori. She's in their Plymouth location visiting with us today. Uh, brought to you courtesy of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. How do you work with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin then, Pam? I mean, that educational experience is one slice, but tell us a little bit more on how you interact or work with the staff at Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Well, we're very fortunate here in Wisconsin to have the support of Dairy Farmers. Um, Dairy farmers will bring in busloads of cheese buyers. They'll be able to see our plant. We'll be able to sample our, our products and tell our story on how we're dedicated to producing high-quality Wisconsin cheese. So we're very fortunate for that. Um, they'll do a lot of virtual things, too, where, where um, we'll do a virtual cheese cutting with, with um, I think, Tim... Tim called them food fanatics. Is that right, Tim? Um, but And publications like Cheeselandia also gets the word out. So we're, we're very appreciative for everything that Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin does to help us sell cheese. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin helps us financially enter contests, and I think that's very valuable for us. Cheese making is, is hard work. It takes a lot of dedication. And to sustain that, a person needs to be really in love with their work. Well, with that, sometimes we, we could lose perspective, right? When we enter our cheeses in a contest, we get expert evaluation. 
and it helps us tell us if we, we really have a winner or not or if it's just something that we're excited about and nobody else cares. So we, we really appreciate the opportunity to enter contests and the support that dairy farmers gives us when we do that. Cheese making in the United States around the world has gotten to be much more competitive. I mean, the the difference between a supreme champion, the world champion, is literally tenths of a point. That that that's very intimidating. I would think. Yes, uh, competition is stiff, without a doubt. Um, one of the, the neat things about being a cheesemaker in Wisconsin is we all compete really, really hard against each other. And then when the contest is over, we, we go celebrate with whoever won. Um, there's really that kind of um, culture among cheesemakers. We, we work hard. We play harder, perhaps. <laughs> um, but we support each other, and uh, we want to see everybody succeed. And I think there's room for anybody who makes a quality product. I think you will succeed. And really, when somebody from Wisconsin wins, we all win because it just continues to validate Wisconsin's position um, as the premier place to be making cheese in the, in the world. So when one of us wins, we all win. Very good point. Pam Hodgson along with us. She is a master cheesemaker herself from Plymouth this morning. She is with Sartori Cheese chatting with us and Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Tim, uh, again, Multer is in studio with me. And that that really has to resonate with you, what she said. When one wins, we all win. Because it's not like Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is only selecting certain cheeses, certain companies that you're taking on the road. You literally represent the entire state and the products that we offer. We love all God's children. We love them so much. I moved back to Wisconsin after a 15-year absence. So it's it's the contests are so important. Like Pam said, it helps drive a lot of things, but it's really good external verification. I think for a lot of the cheese companies that they're on the right path to make some of the best cheese in the world, and we truly believe that. We don't talk about it to be boastful, right, Pam? But it's it it also lends itself to a sense of community, and it's a great thing to be a part of. You know, and, and speaking of being a part of, that's something I think our dairy farm families need to remember too. As Pam said, when Wisconsin wins, when a Wisconsin cheesemaker wins, we all win. And I'm guessing, Pam, without the quality milk that comes from those farms, you would be at a distinct disadvantage. Yes, absolutely. As cheesemakers, we will never be any better than the milk we start with. Uh, The success that Wisconsin has had in contests is a, um, a testament to the high quality milk that we have here. It's a testament to dedication of our farm fam, as well as our hardworking cheesemakers. Very true. Very true. Well, congratulations again on being a master cheesemaker, Pam. It is wonderful to have you among the best in the state. And she, again, is over at Sartori's location in uh, Plymouth joining us this morning. And Tim Malterer, he is the vice president of Dairy Company Communications, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Like I said, we talk about it as a headline when Wisconsin is a big winner at any of these competitions. But now, as Pam and Tim have said, think of it this way. When one Wisconsin cheesemaker wins, you all win. And Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, there to encourage it along. WisconsinDairy.org has more information if you'd like to find out more about how those dairy farm families' dollars are being spent or maybe about some of the great recipes that that master cheese-making cheese is used for. All kinds of ways to...